Welcome to the Dirt to Dollars podcast. Hosted by Central Kentucky Extension Agents, Whitney Carmen, Daniel Carpenter, and Matt Adams. Where we talk everything from the dirt on your land to the dollars in your hand. Welcome back to Dirt to Dollars. It's the week of the 22nd and we are rummaging through March. It's it's nice weather today and I'm happy to be here. How about you guys? Yeah, Matt, did you get that text sent? We've been trying to yeah, start here yeah, for 20 minutes waiting on you to get off the phone. Taking care of business this morning. Okay. It's been busy around here too. Uh, we all got a late start this morning, I believe. Yeah. Speaking of taking care of business, it's been a pretty good weekend to take care of some business. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Good weather. Yeah. I spent it at the ballpark, but yeah, it was nice weather. Is that, <clears throat> you is it, do you just live at the ballpark now? I do. Every other weekend, you can find me somewhere in the Lincoln Trail area at a ballpark somewhere. We started soccer this week. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I wish they had more soccer in our area, but they don't. I think my daughter would love it, but we don't. One day we will. What about you, Matt? We're steering away from sports. Mm. (laughs) Don't be that dad. Just going to keep her busy with other stuff. I used to say we were going to show cows because it'd be cheaper than sports, but I don't think think so. Cheaper. I've done both. I've shown (laughs) livestock and I've raised, you know, I'm I'm raising a baseball, I'm a baseball parent now, and it's pretty expensive either way you go. (laughs) So. Well, Whitney, just wait till all three of those are in sports. Oh, yeah. I know. They already are. Caroline's playing basketball. Jackson's doing basketball and and baseball. And then Silas, we're going to do whatever he wants to do because by then the kids will be a little older. So we're I was going to say, forever. your oldest will be in college by the time he's we'll, ready we'll to get have, in sports. We will have one in high school, one in middle school, and one in elementary school for a couple of years. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be fun times in, the, in our house. However, um, you know, enough about me. So what did you guys do this weekend? Did y'all get any farming done? Got some fertilizer spread. That yeah. was a good little window that I don't think anybody really thought we had, were going to have. It dried out quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Windy. I saw fertilizer. a lot of fertilizer buggies rolling around. Mm-hmm. I did it's too. A, it's amazing when you get some wind and 70 degree sunshine, how quick stuff can dry back out. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and speaking of wind, I think we're supposed to get some later this week, too. I think some we're supposed to get a little bit of weather, and they were talking this morning, like, wind in the 50-mile-an-hour 50 range at some, some time. So, whatever you got that can blow away at the end of the week, you might as well batten it down. Yeah, I think so. There's some away. dust storms out in the mid, like, out in the Midwest yeah. or in the wet western yeah. states and whatever that call, like, some of that's, maybe it's Texas. Whatever's yeah. coming through there is supposed to be coming through here. Yeah. But they did back down. They were talking storms this week, and I think they mm-hmm. backed that a lot. It's all going to stay south of us, so hopefully that. Yeah. And maybe so most of the rain. wind, too. I don't know if it, if they're still calling for that really high winds. but uh, This morning they, they were. This back, morning I saw. I saw they backed down but, a lot of that. Yeah, but not not the weather, just the wind, more or less, and some rain. I don't think it's going to be too severe. So, but with that being said, you all, we had a lot of fertilizer uh, spread this weekend. I know it's probably a good sign because we did. I told you guys the last two weeks we've had a lot of people bringing in soil samples. So, you know, I guess they're doing what they're doing and, and putting it on. So, getting a lot of calls and text messages yes. about, hey, I brought a soil sample in two days ago. Is it back yet? Yeah. Or, can you let me know when it comes yeah. back? Or I always like the one, can you put a rush on it? Yeah. Like yeah, we can do something to put they a get, rush They on got it. the fever. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they need more cowbell. Yeah, that's right. 
And I'll give it, I know, I think we all send samples to the Princeton lab. Yes, is that right, do. Daniel? Mm-hmm. Is that where you're going oh, yeah, to? Yeah, that's where we yeah. go to. And it, it's amazing that Princeton lab's really good about uh, turnaround. Mm-hmm. And you two are still on the old soil data system, but we're kind of testing the new one here in Hardin County. And it Lucky. comes back really fast, and it's easy to email those samples out. So okay. we have actually had a few instances where I knew somebody was really needing them and get them emailed to them and have them back to them within two or three days. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, we've I had usually, that too. Yeah, yeah. back quick. I usually, I usually tell people a week to ten days, just because that's what I'm used to telling them, and we're getting them, we're getting oh, them back. Yeah. So kudos to them down there. I don't know what they're doing. I know they've got a new lab, so that yeah. that probably helps make things a lot easier. But Amanda and them down there are doing a great job. Yep, they do great, and that's somebody we may need to look at getting on one of these yeah days. she yeah. would be fun i think we'll, we need to reach out to her we should have done it we should have had her on this week we should have had on this yeah. week yeah <laughs> yeah we don't have don't have a good special timely. guest yeah we don't no. have a special guest this week had, had we're all kinda, three special we yeah. are but yeah. uh i think we're going to spend a little time talking about fertilizer and maybe fertilizing mm-hmm. pasture and hayfield so we'll we'll get back to that uh we'll, we'll touch back on fertilizer mm-hmm. a little bit later it was another thing we got done this weekend with it being a little drier. We did a tiling project over the winter and was actually dry enough to uh, put a grater blade on and knock some tile lines down. Cool. And so dad was out working on that Sunday afternoon. I went and kind of checked on him and was feeling around on some of the dirt. And it was borderline. Like if it wasn't the middle of March, it was the middle of April, it would have planted. Mm-hmm. That really shocked me and shows how what kind of improvements that tile can do to ground. Yeah, too, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, a testament uh, to it. But that brings up something important, too, that will be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And I think we've got a guest lined out mm-hmm. uh, here in two or three weeks uh, mm-hmm. when we get a little closer to planting time. But uh, planting date, everybody always is ready to go this time of year. We get some warm weather. I think we're supposed to cool back down some maybe here in the – kind of the 14 day outlook so maybe yeah, there was 30s yes. there were some yes. 30s in there but yeah. but yeah you know we always always talk about planting date this time of year and uh just need to remind people to wait for the right conditions especially on the corn crop in your garden i saw that too yeah i saw something i don't know if it was an extension agent or somebody that is a research or whatever said you know just so you guys know, it, it, even though it's warm, that doesn't mean go buy your flowers and plant your flowers right now. We still have quite a few frost dates left and it's going to get, it's going to freeze again. So I'm pretty there, sure there that, are some that, things you can plant. Yes. That don't, you know, yeah. you can plant pansies. You can plant pansies. I plant pansies in the fall, but yes, but you can still are, plant them now and they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't get bit. Now you can't, now I wouldn't be going and planting my petunias. Or, no. you know, some of those other plants that people are buying from big box stores right now that I saw yesterday. And was yes, like, oh they my were gosh, loading out with not. them. Whoa, please don't plant those <laughs> yet. <laughs> to an extent, you might get away with it if you cover them. But, yeah. you know, you never know. You could have a straight week of cold weather like that. And But if you're like me, <sighs> once they go in the dirt, I don't, uh, all I do is water. I don't, I ain't going to cover them things up. So yeah. I'll usually wait till usually first part of may to do that yeah and i think a lot of people got burned no pun intended last year because uh-huh. yeah. we had the same thing we had some real we nice did. weather early and then had those late freezes so hopefully they learned our lessons last and year. everybody was doing it because there was nothing else to do right <laughs> so but, yeah we learned the lesson the hard way what about planting soybeans mm. 
Well, do it we know that part of this? I was going to say, depends on what part of the, maybe the state you're in. I tell you, that's what I've kind of been pushing. If somebody wants to get out and plant early, leave the corn in the bag. And if they think mm-hmm. they just have to get out and plant, go plant some beans. Mm-hmm. It seemed to work the last four or five years. Yeah. I think we're learning that planting date and we'll talk with Chad Lee about that here in a few weeks, but I think we've learned planting date is early planting dates more important than soybeans than it is corn. Corn, wait for the right conditions and the right temperatures, soybeans. Remind me to roll. ask him too about the row width too, because that's yeah. a that's a conversation I wanna I had with him over the phone, but I wanna I wanna I wanna ask him over the air as well. So And I do know of one seed tender in Hardin County that is sitting full of beans and the planter hooked ready to go when it gets dry enough. I could probably take we a couple guesses. We won't name any names. <laughs> I could probably take a couple of guesses. Um, so with that being said, talking about planting and everything, it is, we can't fail to mention that it's National Agriculture Week. And I know there's a lot of folks that are planning on things, but, you know, it is, it is important to note that. And, and with that being said, a reminder that it's, you're going to probably hear a lot of Commissioner Quarles this week on the airwaves saying, hey, get your farm tags in or get, you know, it's time to renew and make sure you get that done by the end of the month. Yeah, it's really getting time to renew. Yeah, mm-hmm. and don't forget be about getting on it. Uh, the was it ten dollars to mm-hmm. uh, donate to your four H and, and FFA program? Mm-hmm. Do you have to add that in now, or is it? I think used to it was automatically added in. You had to check if you didn't want to pay it. How is it now? My I'm wife not, I don't remember her registration. <laughs> I, I, say, I haven't looked you at it in years. But just make sure when you go to do that, make sure you check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know yes. we do see money locally from that. We do here too. Every year. So mm-hmm. and it yeah, goes for, gets split between 4-H and FFA. Right. right? Yep. Another quick reminder coming up here at the end of the month. Uh, if you haven't applied for PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, mm-hmm. uh, remember that basically all of agriculture qualifies if you didn't do the first draw, what they call the first draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, second draw is a little different. You need to look at your individual situation on that, but uh, this first draw application deadline is March 31st. So that's coming up here pretty quick. So, uh, just get with whatever lender you prefer to work with. Most of them are doing it. If they're not doing it, they can probably point you in the direction of somebody that is. And, uh, it's pretty simple. They can, if you're last minute within a day or two, they can probably still get you taken care of. So, well, another thing that, the end of the month brings is obviously we've been talking about warmer weather, but I got mowing on my mind. Oh, you got your mind, mind on the mowing, mowing and mowing, mowing, mowing on your mind. Uh-huh. Is, uh, are your neighbors mowing? Is that like pressuring you into my mowing? yard has been mowed twice already? What? Yes. Huh? Yes. First that's what happens when in, you, that's what when, happens when you own a mowing business. Yeah, I was going to say when your husband owns a mowing <laughs> business. Yeah. So uh, we did, we've, we've mowed twice. Now I will say the first time was the backyard. It needed it just because we were moving in and we were trying to see what all, what the yard looked like sort of. And so we, and then yesterday he actually got out and mowed. He actually mowed a couple of yards yesterday. Uh, well, yeah, the mowing up. businesses, they always want to start early because they, they they're it. committed to go every week. Well, he doesn't go unless he's asked and these, okay. these people asked him. So it wasn't, he usually waits till around the first part. Of April, uh, I will, is. I will say if my yard was properly fertilized, it probably would need to be mowed, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. Yeah. And it's not because I don't like to mow. I, and I, that's why I don't fertilize it that much. See, I, I could take it or leave it, but let me tell you. When you've got the fancy machines they have these days, it makes it a lot easier to mow. 
It yeah. does make it easier, but I still don't I just like don't, to do it. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Yep. Well. And I'm too cheap to pay somebody to do it. I was going to so. say, I know a guy. I don't know that he'd drive all the way to Hardin County, but <laughs> I don't know for the right price he might. Yeah, I'm still I'm still holding out. The front yard looks fine, but the back, why is it the backyard always seems to grow more? I know why it is at my place because that's where What's the an old, the old dog field? that's this that's what out. I was going to say about ours too. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why. Us too. But I will say, as far as that's concerned, fertilizing your lawn, we are getting some of those types of questions. And you know, we I'm always under the assumption of, and the best practice is to do it in the fall. But if you do need to, now is a good time as well uh, to get that fertilized. And and also, didn't we talk about this last week with the forsythias blooming and crabgrass control? Mm-hmm. Did you finally see some this weekend? Forsythias, yes, I yes. did see forsythias. Okay, blooming. okay. No redbuds like, though. We, we some. I think we may have said something about redbuds last yeah. week, and I haven't seen any of them blooming. So now I saw time. some redbuds blooming over the weekend. Yeah, so now would be that time. Well, on. <laughs> I did, Mr. Horde agent over there. I know what a redbud is. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to claim to know what all of them are when they're blooming. I once they get started, once they are blooming, I can tell what they are. But I, until then, yeah, I don't know what they are before they're blooming. But mm-hmm. I just yep. I think dogwoods, dogwoods will be blooming right after redbuds. Right? Yes. Yes. A redbud is a pretty easy giveaway when it's you, blooming or what it is. You know, is it red? yes no it's not it's purple kind of it's purple well yeah that's true are you sure but it was a red bud i'm I starting to doubt so. you now now i'm starting to question myself <laughs> now i did see a I, I saw something blooming in somebody's yard yesterday and it looked like a dogwood but it's not i can't i don't know what it's called but it's it's starting to bloom as well the it's dreaded bradford pears bradford pears yes. are very yeah. close yeah. yeah oh yeah so the the one week of a out of the year that they're actually useful for something and look pretty mm-hmm. is coming yeah. yeah you know what though I and think then mine I'm, are going to get allergies. a chainsaw i think i think i've uh we've had our show has made an impression on my neighbors they, <laughs> they cut down all their bradford pear trees oh no <laughs> this week don't so, you have bradford pears too we do our year's gone they're they're not gone yet they were going to be gone but they're not gone yet always threaten to do it like this time of year because you don't have a whole lot else going on you're like, i'm just gonna go out and cut them down but i'm yeah. like well they're this close to bloom- blooming let's let them bloom one more time oh, and when salty. they're done blooming we'll cut them and then we get busy with everything i mean have else. you ever but that the problem with those is is we had one blow down in our at our yard and in, in our old house and i mean it took days to get the stupid thing limbs. cleaned up because the oh, limbs they, are so ridiculous and they make so many suckers and limbs it's just so much yeah and you can't do nothing with it just mine are mine are kind of i think we've talked about this before mine are to the size where they're about to go like one Mm -hmm. big windstorm from yes being a mess yeah and it's and it's so much more of a mess when they have leaves on them yeah and i will say that my maples are blooming and then the little chestnut babies that i have at our new office which i have something to say about that in just a minute i have a bone to pick however the uh the babies they're starting to bloom out too the chestnuts are so i know a lot of the hardwoods are blooming as well they're starting to bud out my kids allergies are definitely showing oh. that all the trees are blooming <laughs> for sure for sure mine have been for the last 10 days yeah. so back to my gripe if you are going to plant a tree do not volcano your mulch around it. Please do not. Volcano. <laughs> yes. Okay. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, I have, I'm going to have to spend a day 
going around and fixing that fixing mulch, that problem. Mulch so. around trees is very important because it keeps yes. you from hitting them with your mower or weed eater. Yes. But don't pile it up around the base of the tree. Spread it right. out. Right. Leave a little ring around it. It'll be okay. So that's my PSA for today. Yep. And if you do, <laughs> if you need more assistance on the proper ways of planting a tree, we've got all kinds of resources for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So why do we put mulch around trees? For that, well, that's the main reasons because there's a lot of trees that we'll see that that's the biggest source of damage as they're hitting them with their mower mm-hmm. and they got Especially suckers coming trees. out at the bottom from that or with their weed eater. Mm-hmm. But it also helps to reserve, preserve moisture, yeah. prevent weeds. Don't use the little rubber rings. Those little rubber mulch rings, those are bad, bad, bad. Don't do, don't use those. Bad, bad, bad. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, it is, it is a positive thing that I'm glad that they put the mulch on. It's just, they didn't, they didn't, didn't do it properly around the base. I'll just say that. Okay. I'm done with my rant. I'm team hardwood mulch and I like brown mulch. I agree. I don't like the rocks. Even though it'd be a whole lot easier if I just put rocks around everything. Now, for my home, yes, I'm actually going to get a load of rock and put it around because I've already got some established landscape, and I'm okay with that. But you're right, mulch is easier to to manage, so I may kick myself later on down the road. But I don't know. I mean, I think rocks are easier to manage because you don't have to do as much work. But it's just a one time work for the most yeah. part. Put the yeah. fabric down, put the rocks on it. But I like the looks of, of mulch and my wife mm-hmm. kind of cusses at me every year because I'm <laughs> out there doing mulch. See, my wife does all the mulching, so that's whatever say, she I, wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> I make my husband, like yesterday, he, because like I said, we've got a little bit of work to do. It's, it's There's already some established landscape around, but the weeds and stuff are kind of taking over. So I said, I need you to weed eat everything down, spray it, and then we're going to put rock down. So. Well, and like the, where our, where our, the way our house sits, the sun sits right in the front. So, it, mm-hmm. and it's a brick house. So it like gets hot, hot, hot just mm-hmm. off the brick. And if we had rocks down, it'd just bake. We'd have to have like cactus and stuff planted in mm-hmm. our landscaping. <laughs> no, that's true. It would just flat out. A little Southwestern st- theme. Yeah. Well, I mean, really he's hot. right though. He's right though. There's a lot of, uh, not research. Well, research. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of plants that just can't take that. it. They yeah. can't take that heat. Before we remodeled our house, that's what we had was rock. I guess, do you call it pea gravel? Like a little smooth round Mm -hmm. rocks? Pea gravel, yep. Yeah, and my daughter was the right age that she'd pick them all out, and they'd end up in the yard, and you'd hit them with a lawnmower. Mm. So I think that's why we have mulch now. Yeah. So we've probably gotten a few of these mulch questions, you know, landscaping questions, planting questions over the last week or two with this weather we've had are y'all getting many calls about fertilizer because like you, yes. you talked about how it's running now so yeah we're mm-hmm. getting we're getting some questions we're getting soil sample results um recommendations getting sent out all this is mainly hay and pasture field applications right is that what we're seeing yes. most right for now? the most part on mine yes yep. so it's now it's now a good time for that yes you, you have your seasons i think the fertilizer companies and our local farm stores will tell you that now's the time they're running hard it's getting ready to bust wide open and I know that I'm getting quite a few questions on well what type of fertilizer what fertilize you know you get the soil test result and it tells you on there NP and K 
So do we want to explain? Yeah. Well, so real quick though, like is now, I mean, now is the best time, right? I mean, like if you can do it now, we I, need to do it for hay. Yeah, or I would argue, hay. I'd argue we're starting to get a little late. Mm-hmm. On hay and pasture or just both? Because really you should be treating both the same. Unless mm-hmm. like you've got cows on a field right now. Then you might let it recover a little after you pull them off if that's where you've been feeding or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I would argue that it's the same and that we're starting to get a little late. I I like to catch stuff just as soon as it starts to green up because mm-hmm. Which- as soon as it greens up and starts growing, it needs groceries under it. Yeah, and it's we not started greening up a it's week converting or days ago when it warms up and it greens up. It's converting those, um, mm-hmm. you know, organic and inorganic nitrogen molecules and all that well, stuff in the soil and here's another thing when you especially nitrogen fertilizer on grass hay and pasture fields if you fertilize them early at green up then you're promoting more leafy growth mm-hmm. more undergrowth uh my biggest pet peeve is when you see somebody go out middle to end of april and spread a hay field or a fescue field or whatever and then a week, 10 days later, that stuff heads out. Then basically all you did was you fertilized for seed production. Right. Yeah. If you're going to wait that long, you might as well wait until wait after you clip after you or after it. your first cutting. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of. Because yeah, of, it, it's starting, once it starts to throw that head out, it's putting more energy into the seed and the seed head than it is the what you really want, the blades. So can I ask you all a question? Why? Do we recommend fertilizing our lawns in the fall, but we recommend fertilizing our hay and pasture fields in the spring? Because you're trying to promote root growth. Right. For the, for in, lawns. Yeah. Yes. What are we trying to promote in our hay and pasture fields? Top growth. Top growth. Right. Now, if you like mowing. <laughs> exactly. Fertilize it. It doesn't promote a healthy root structure for, for your lawn in that mm-hmm. situation. But yeah, I've had that question before. I just wanted to make sure we yeah. talked about that. Well, and I mean, we still, we still promote somewhat, especially if it's a new seeding or anything like that of, of hay and pasture, you still want fertilize to fertilize in the fall. Because when I tell people, because I've had people come in and you know, I've already talked to a few folks about how they need to fertilize in the fall and I don't want them to come back and go, well, you told me to do that. Well, it's yep. because it's a new seeding. Right. And that stuff doesn't, it doesn't work overnight. Uh-uh. It, it takes some time. Nope. So if you, if you, it's, well, it's another, yeah, it's okay to, you know, with the hay and pasture fields, we're probably on a schedule and we're doing it about every mm-hmm. year and it's okay. But yeah, if it's new, mm-hmm. new to you, new, new seeding, you need to have yeah. that soil sample done well in advance. Right. So we've got a lot of different um, soil structures and stuff between the three of our counties. So our soil tests are going to vary pretty di- pretty significantly, I think, between the three of us. Um, I know I've got a lot of recommendations coming in that need, you know, and it's based on what you've got, but I've had a lot of low potash and I've had high phosphorus. So I don't know if it's because folks were spreading manure around and, you know, that's got a lot of phosphorus in it. Years but, of triple 19. Yeah, well, that too. You're putting on <laughs> too much phosphorus and not enough potash yeah. when you run a yes run a blended fertilizer like that or yeah. uh what do you is that what you call that blended fertilizer yeah that's right yeah they're all mm-hmm. yeah 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 so when you just, run a straight blended right product and it's not that. a custom a yeah. custom mix right so yeah, when we what, when we get our soil tamp when we get our soil sample results what mm-hmm. what are they going to show like what are, what are they going to show that um that the farmer needs 
They're going to need nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and lime if they need lime. So those are the main ones. And it really mm-hmm. it doesn't show you how much nitrogen you no, have. because There's recommendations, right. And there's recommendations on times of the year. To, so right now, I think up to what, May 15th, it says up to 100 pounds of nitrogen per acre. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So what, I don't go by that. I mean, I don't necessarily Is that wrong? either. Matt, do you have an opinion on that? Because I don't, I think it, I think some of those recommendations, I don't really I don't agree with. So what are you putting on? I mean, they're a It depends what it is. If it's, if it's a hay field, I mean, I think you need to be 50 to 60 at least, but I don't know. Oh, that's too low. You're going to put a hundred on a hay field? No, that's a little, well, that's a little pushing. That's what I said. I mean, I said 50 to 60 at least. Yeah. But if, I mean. Something that's going to be high production anyway, like where we grow a little bit of Timothy, we'll put a hundred units of nitrogen on our Timothy in the spring. Mm Mm-hmm. But like a your, fescue, your typical orchard grass, grass that your kind typical of stuff. guy that's got grass hay with a little I bit of clover be, in it. I want to be 60 to 80. 60 mm-hmm. to 80. And then I'm only in, in the pasture fields, I'm not putting that much on. No, no. I'd want to be 50 or less on a yeah. pasture field. And if you've got clover, then even less, you know, it doesn't even none. give you a nitrogen recommendation. That's right. A lot of times. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's another thing we can jump into real quick if we're ready to leave this because mm-hmm. uh, it's changing gears a little bit but evaluating how much clover you have in your pasture hey, and hay let's, field let's let's get that uh, was gonna be yeah let's talk about that in a second i'm sorry i didn't know what you meant like you're going okay. to okay. um but on on the fertilizer you know we talked about the recommendations and how it'll give you a phosphorus and a potash for mm-hmm. it. it'll show you the how much is in there and how much you need right. um let's take a quick second and talk about those Let's say you're uh, Joe Farmer. Do y'all know a Joe Farmer? I don't yeah. want to be talking about. Maybe I should say John Doe Farmer. Mm-hmm. There we go. John Doe <laughs> is probably better. Yeah, JD John Farmer. JD. I know J- JD. You know a JD Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. JD Farmer gets his uh, fertilizer results back. Shows that he's low, uh, low in phosphorus and maybe medium or high in potassium. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my soil sample looks like. Um, yeah. And and it's good on pH. Yep. But J.D. Farmer has a budget. Yes. And his budget may be about the same as last year. Is he bailing on a budget? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe it's pasture field. Yeah. Sorry. And I, but you know, what you're saying is. Balling on a budget. <laughs> but what so, you're saying is he's on a budget. Right, right. So we, you know, yes, there's recommendations right. there of what you should apply and what you need to apply. Mm-hmm. But when you get these soil samples back, um, yeah, you know, does JD Farmer have to put exactly what that soil sample says if it's way out of his budget and doesn't make what economic I, no. sense? What I do is limiting nutrient. So what's your lowest? Yeah, yeah. And so if I, that, and if UK research shows that when you apply fertilizer to those lowest those low recommendation or those low um nutrients. levels of nutrients mm-hmm. that that is your biggest economic response right, right. yes which so is going to be my get, next statement <laughs> when you get your soil sample results you know if you're on a budget just make right. sure you focus the majority of your budget on addressing those low fields or those low nutrients and it may be that you don't need to put potash down it may be in a high or medium to high level and you can take that out of the mix and just do a nitrogen and phosphorus application and work work with your fertilizer provider to help you you know line out that 
that mix and they'll work with you to get the right, right. levels of nutrients on there that you want. But don't feel like you got to put that triple 50 on that hay field that doesn't need any potash. And I will say too, if you are, um, if you're medium to high on all of it, you can get away with maintenance. I mean, because what, what our soil test results show are crop removal and, you know, just maybe a tad bit more what you need. So it's not, if you've got the money and if you've, you're not working on a budget and you've got your normal routine going, go ahead and apply what you need to. Um, but if you are on a budget, use that limiting factor first and or use and, that limiting nutrient first. And here's another thing, not to beat a dead horse on the nitrogen. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've it provides got super, nitrogen, that dead you, horse. <laughs> yeah. If you've got super low P and K levels, then you probably don't need 75 units of nitrogen. Yeah. It's not going to do much good. So drop your nitrogen back and focus it, focus it more on P and K till you get your P and K. And can I throw another wrench into everything? Uh, Look at your pH levels, because if your P your soil pH is low, you're going to have you. I'm under the assumption that we can argue this. You need to get your pH level up because if your pH levels are low or even high, your, your nutrients are not in that range that they're most readily available. Right. Yes. Am I wrong on that? Okay. No, no okay. but we're talking probably, I mean, there'll be some lineman going on. This yeah, but I mean, I'm just, that's going to have to be taken care of right. before. Yeah. It's right. not going to do much I'm, good. I'm but... talking long-term. If you know in the mm. spring, when you get your soil test back that you've got low pH, go ahead and fertilize. Then in the fall, you need to be applying some lime. Or go that's on not... and apply it now, but it's just not yeah. going to do you much good until mm-hmm. probably six yeah, months you can, down the road. You can lime hey. anytime. Lime anytime. And I can rhyme. Here's and here's another thing on the pH that I notice a lot is a lot of times when the pH is low, your P and K is not going to be too terribly low because that pH has been limiting. Mine is. Well, if it's something that's been neglected for years and years, and I do, I'm seeing a lot of that. But I think a lot of mine are that I'm seeing are ones that are fresh off maybe CRP ground or yeah, fresh off some, something that has you know been something that hasn't been touched in a while yeah. But if it's been regularly regularly fertilized and just had the lime's been neglected, then a lot of times the P and K won't be too low because right. that pH was so out of whack that it couldn't pull the the P and K out of the soil. Well, I figured that was a good thing to a good thing to touch on because when people yes. price fertilizer this time, it's going to be it's going to be sticker shock. It's going to be mm-hmm. sticker shock compared to what we've had in years past. And you may need yeah. to you may need to pick out some things and take mm-hmm. out some things and just make sure you don't take out take away from those low levels. Right. Um, so what earlier we were talking about uh, nitrogen and probably need to talk about um, clover amount of clover that we have in our pasture hay fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to evaluate that, Matt? Yeah, typically. You know, if you bring a soil sample in or if you look at our recommendations or whatever, then if you list it as like a clover grass mix, then they're not going to give you a recommendation for applying nitrogen. Now, what that's based off of is 25% of the total stand being that legume. And you say legume or legume? Legume. Legume. See, I say legume. That's how I say you say legume. it. Or say it legume. Legume. Kentucky. Legume. That's how you <laughs> say it in French. Fancy. You got to hold your finger up when you do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, 25 and people, I think, get a little confused sometimes. 25% of a legume 
is a lot. It looks yes. like a lot. Yes. So if you don't, you know, if you've just got some spotty clover here and there, then you probably need some supplemental nitrogen. That is not going to fix enough nitrogen to grow a, a full when, crop. Around. When you come in and say there's a little bit of nitrogen or there's a little bit of clover in there, I'm going to go ahead and say it's just a grass so that yeah. it throws that nitrogen is, yeah. is what I'm doing. Sorry, folks, but I am. I think you need the nitrogen. But that is good information to know because there is a lot of pasture and hay fields out there that do have clover in them. And we don't want to run the risk of, you know, not having that nitrogen. And, you know, there. a lot of our pastures have LaDonna clover in them. Mm-hmm. And LaDonna clover is not going to fix as much nitrogen as like red, red clover or alfalfa either. And yeah. that's why on our farm, you know, we stayed away there from years. I can remember growing up, we never planted any red clover. Mm-hmm. Because for one, these old varieties, if they got too mature, the cows wouldn't eat it. They didn't have enough leaf matter on them. They were too stemmy. Uh, get you some sheep; they'll take care of it. I was gonna yeah. say, can I say, can I say too that red clover, especially, is the solution to the pollution? So yeah. that's a, that's another good thing to to have With a little fescue, bit of red clover. Mm-hmm. Fescue toxicity. Yes, yeah. yes. I had a question about that yesterday and what they can do to alleviate some of that. And you know, it's a good reminder of folks that that will that will help in that end of fight. And I think I think this is getting a little bit off topic about solutions that clover can help. Um, but I, I even read recently that uh, a little bit of clover can really help with broom sage. Really? Have now, heard I haven't that? heard that. Read no, that. But that's, that's just no, that something about the nitrogen and the way it releases it, it. It promotes the growth of the grasses more than the broom sage. Mm-hmm. So it's a good ground that has had clover applied to it and is and has, um, you know, as uh, the word's gone away from me has established um mm-hmm. then it, it, it they've lowered it's lowered broom sage i might have to start recommending that then if that's i'm not case. saying i mean you look it up i think i'm <laughs> right can, you know what that's a somewhere. really i have a lot of broom sage so i've been i was gonna say let's <laughs> let's that might be a good research project or a good demonstration project to see i know a lot of broom sage fields i could find that if i can get a hold of them i could Maybe, but like the, I think when you take works. into effect too the conditions that broom, that clover likes mm-hmm. to grow in, and then what it does for the soil, it just it's detrimental to broom sage. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's not going to get yeah. rid of it all, but it, it'll it'll it win that it. fight, mm-hmm. and it'll start to take back over. That anyway, makes sense. yeah, if you want to do a plot on that, give us a call. Like all right, so when we go to order our fertilizer, yeah, Daniel, are you just going to go get two hundred and fifty pounds of triple nineteen, right? Oh, we need to stop ordering <laughs> fertilizer like that. <laughs> Why would you take a soil test if you're just going to go order three tons of triple 19? And it just, when, when you, when you get your soil sample recommendation, you need to order your fertilizer based on what your soils need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a recommendation though, the little box that's in the, uh, Underneath. on the soil test results. Mm-hmm. That is your recommendation. You can straight up call the fertilized dealer or take it in or whatever and read those three numbers off to them mm-hmm. and they will make you a blend to meet that you don't make sure you things. price it first yes yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I get said, a quote first you, you prices have gone up this year so you're going to yeah. want to make sure that you're aware of what you're buying and how much it's going to cost and that it'll work for your operation mm-hmm. now if you're doing a garden sample you're probably going to get a recommendation that looks like triple 10 or triple 19 by the bag yes and the small situations and gardens and things, that's that's okay. So we talked about our blended fertilizers a little bit. Uh, just some basic fertilizers and fertility 101 here. Mm-hmm. Urea, 
46% nitrogen, right? Yes. So y'all yes. know what that means? So, uh, that means yes. when you have 100 pounds of urea, you're going to have 46 units of nitrogen mm-hmm. or 46 pounds of nitrogen. That's something that gets mm-hmm. confusing as well because some yes. people go by units, units, some people go by pounds. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But so, 100, 100 pounds of urea is not 100 pounds of nitrogen. Exactly. That right. gets confusing too. There's filler in there. So, no, and there's not what, filler. No. Or not filler, but it's, it's just, just 46%. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I do is that's when I, I try to calculate it out on the soil test, especially for those that are wonder about it and don't know how that works, because it can get confusing. You know, somebody that does it every year is fine, mm-hmm. but I get a lot of new growers in and they're going, what does that mean? And, and then you throw DAP at them or phosphorus source and it's 18460. Yeah. So in a hundred pounds of DAP, you're going to have forty six units of phosphorus and uh-huh. eighteen right. units of nitrogen full free. Mm-hmm. You're paying right. for it. You are paying for it, but it's kind of a bonus. Yeah. It is. And if you add your E to that plus the forty six, you know that gives you. Which yeah, everybody's going to, uh, or well, they should be when they're figuring your fertilizer. They're going to figure your mm-hmm. phosphorus needs yeah, first and figure how much DAP they have so they can mm-hmm. subtract that nitrogen credit off of your total nitrogen needs yes that's how they should be doing it that's how they would do it and then potash potash it or uh muriate of potash is just what we typically use is uh zero zero sixty so it's the third number and and for a hundred pounds of of potash you're getting 60 60 units of of potassium Mm -hmm. so whenever you take it whenever you whenever you go to the fertilizer company and those I've been this guy before and they're sitting there. <laughs> You're that guy. They're typing on that uh, calculator and they do it so many times. They don't even have to look at the buttons and I still can not look at the buttons and do it um, myself. But yeah, they're, they're figuring all that and doing all that math to make sure you get the right blend and the right pounds and, and that, uh, that you get what you want and that's what mm-hmm. you order. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I have taken, I've had questions about that before they said, let's, you know, they tried to sell me extra fertilizer. I'm like, no, it's their blend. You've got to, you know, that's why you need to talk to your fertilizer person. Actually, your blend. Well, yeah, you're their blend. blend. You're giving their them, blend. You gave them the your analysis. Blend. That's it's your blend. Right. That's right. You know, educating them on that they're not trying to hoodoo them, that they're trying to get them what they need for their farm. But it doesn't hurt to question and ask and get yeah, the right mix not, that you get what you yeah. want and you know they'll work with you on a budget and you right. say hey well that's too expensive and they'll say well how much can you spend and they can do a lot of that at the backside too where they say okay yeah. well this is the dollars you want to spend this is the mix we can do for that mm-hmm. yep. and they, they will be very happy to to do that for you so yeah. don't ever feel i mean always talk and make sure that uh that, that you get what you want and in today's computer age too i've noticed uh, most of the suppliers around here, when you get that ticket, it'll have at the bottom what that final analysis was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something you can always double check. Check that against your soil soil samples. And Man, I wish they had that back when I was doing that stuff. <laughs> that nice you had to do it long back, I didn't do you? it. Yep. <laughs> I think they still, better off for it. I think they, they still, still do, do it, it on like the front that. end. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you would think that today they could just go to the computer and type in this guy needs this analysis and it would figure it for you. We should we should generate a computer program. So Whitney, I, I know Matt didn't do one. Did you do a bracket? I did. And it is I did one and I did it out of just I, I did too. I had a few it teams was... that I was kind of rooting for and I just filled mm-hmm. one out for rotary and didn't really 
it's not good. But the teams that I picked, I was kind of rooting for Iowa. I liked them. They got – And they got whooped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, between I, them and I tried to pick Colgate to win and upset some, so I missed – I tried to pick upsets and I missed them. Do you have I Sister had, Jean, the fighting no, Sister Jean? I thought Illinois no. was better than that. but Yeah. So, well, our brackets our brackets are busted. Ours are too, um, big time. So, I guess we want to keep our alfalfa yields from being busted. Is this a good segue, Matt? Does this work into what we were going to talk about next? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't I like tried to work bracket better talking. than your other one that you had earlier in the show. Yeah, it may get cut out. So, <laughs> yes, our alfalfa fields, we don't want them busted with alfalfa weevils, right? No, so, and that's something that we've uh, – had some issues with the last few years and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's got some people nervous and maybe mm-hmm. itching to jump the gun a little bit. So uh, definitely right now, if you have alfalfa growing, get out and take a look at it. Uh, best It's looking pretty is, right now. It is. It's really greening up and looking good. But best thing to do is now. just go out and randomly pick, uh, pick 15 or 20 stems and take a bucket or something and, or take your hand and you can beat those stems on your hand and see if the weevils fall out. Uh, if you want to look at our our uh, economic threshold tables, you can can find them on the UK IPM website uh, and take a look at those because uh, it's going to vary with growing degree days and uh, the height of your alfalfa and all that. So good rule of thumb, though, if, if you see several – you know, if, if you pick 15 or 20 stems and you've got some coming out of every stem, then you're probably getting enough that it's time to spray. I know well, I looked at some of mine over the weekend and we weren't quite there yet. We're probably getting close with these warm days. But uh, like talking with Dr. Rick Besson some the last couple of years, I think that may be some of the reasons why we've had to go back and respray is we might have sprayed too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Caught them at a time when they weren't moving. Yeah, and and there's a lot of rumor out there about some of these chemicals not working on the alfalfa weevils anymore. I don't think that's the case. I think we've proven that's not the case. Uh, any of the ones that are still labeled for alfalfa weevil control, if you use them at the right rate, they're going to work. Uh, big thing is coverage because they have to come in contact with that insecticide for it to kill them. So don't go out and spray eight gallons of water to the acre because you're probably not going to get them. Uh, usually best to get some kind of a of a tip that's like a dual fan tip or something that's going to do a good job of getting coverage over that alfalfa plant and spray at least 15 gallons of water to the acre. So just like a lot of stuff with spraying, coverage is key. So mm-hmm. yep. keep that up. That goes to a lot of different stuff. I've I'm still dealing with a thistle problem. Oh. on my farm okay of course this ground has not been taken care of for a long time and i'm still dealing with i've been i've been doing pretty good since i've taken it over and cleaning things up but there's still i think there's still some seed coming up that was there two three years ago when we bought the place so i've got a lot of or is it coming from your neighbors is no he's, he's getting mad at me because he's afraid it's gonna come back <laughs> over to him so i'm i'm but i've been uh i still i have a lot of rosettes right now so what am i what am I needing to hit those with if I want to take care of those uh, thistles? Some 2,4-D. Hmm. 2,4-D? Yeah. Take them out? They will. Okay. 
if, what about if, crossbow? if you do it whenever crossbow will work too but you're going to pay more money for it mm-hmm. i want to make sure they're gone timing well, is everything go. though if you work. yeah if you would have sprayed them last fall when they were truly rosettes just coming on with 240 you would have killed them yep so i can't help it that you're well, to be honest, you couldn't see them. Lacking. You really couldn't see them. It would have been hard to spot spray. I'd have had to spray the whole field, and I just planted it. You don't want to kill your clover? Well, I didn't want to kill anything because like, I just planted everything, oh, and it okay. would just come up. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Well, maybe try again this year. <laughs> yep, yeah, I guess I'm going to hit them with the, probably with crossbow here this next week. But it's nice because it's got to be growing. These plants have to be growing if you want to, any kind of herbicide to work on them. I had a question about yeah. buttercup last weekend too. It says, when is the perfect time to spray and what do yesterday. I spray? And I was like, yesterday. Yeah. I did. I said, uh, now, <laughs> right now, because it was yeah, early we'll Saturday it. morning. And I said, it now. <laughs> Just make sure y'all remember that. <laughs> Get yeah. it done. If it's, once it comes to a bloom, it's too late. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll kill what's there, but the seed's already been set. Just don't spray these two 4D products later this week when the wind's going to be blowing 15 yeah. or 20 miles an hour, please, or you'll yep. kill your buttercup and thistles and the neighbors' flowers and trees. But I right. guess they're probably not out enough to bother them, but it's never good to be blowing herbicide on your neighbors. Hmm. All right, so we made it through most of the show here. Um, we haven't talked about a country song that ties into our show yet. So it's springtime because mm-hmm. this last Saturday was the first day of spring. What's a good country song that talks about spring or makes you think about spring? Songs about spring. <sighs> or songs that make you think about spring. Well, I know one. If it's about spring. Uh, Go for it. I mean, of course, this is going back to my, well, this is going back to the life that I'm living right now, but take me out to the ball game or center field, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Talking about the grass being green and the fields being ready and the sunshine, it's sun, sun came out today. So that, that makes me think about spring. Yeah. Redneck Yacht Club. Craig Morgan. Yeah. about the weather warming up. It's a great day to be alive, Travis. Oh, Tripp. that's a good song. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes because it's light later now. Yeah. And so when I close my eyes, go to sleep, the light is still light outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you Google songs about warmer weather, it like all summers. comes up with yeah. like pop country stuff, mm-hmm. like Luke Bryan and stuff that's not any good anyone need country songs about beef we still got to write a song for nathan for the beef development we got to try to get on and in on that money i know it i still know i've got a song oh you do i've got one in mind we'll debut it next week okay we'll hold that thought then well i think that's about all the time we got for today yeah so make sure you all if you're if you're listening look us up on podcast Mm -hmm. uh, dirt to dollars podcast you can google it so you can look it up on apple podcast spotify and make sure you subscribe Mm -hmm. it just really helps us with our reach and how many people we can report that we contact Mm -hmm. um by doing that and we do appreciate all of you that listen on a 93.7 and make sure i know uh uh more so for me and Matt because it's kind of in our area, but we do appreciate whenever you all say that you uh, listen to us on the radio and that you listen every week. So we do appreciate that. Yep. And uh, um, thanks for letting us know that. Yep. So, and you can always find us at anything? our office. So we're in our County offices and we're getting ready to move, but you know, we're still here. You'll still find her. 
Yeah, you'll still I, find I think it. you can track her down in Grayson yeah. County. Blitzfield's <laughs> not that big. Nah, it's not. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you, see you next week.